Hello and welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football Pod, a very special Thanksgiving Day edition of the podcast. Coming at you with our Thanksgiving preview. We have some Thanksgiving best bets for you, and we will uh, have a FanDuel Thanksgiving lineup as well to go over where uh, us three will be competing against each other. And if you want to throw these guys into, I think we're going to do more of a cash game lineup this time around. So if you're you're playing some cash games on Thanksgiving, uh, we're going to have some lineup tips for you. Uh, guys, thanks for getting in on a early Thursday morning Thanksgiving uh, podcast. This is pretty big commitment from us. I, uh, I respect the the fantasy pod for, for coming through on Thanksgiving, guys. Uh, hopefully you're having a good Thanksgiving morning and hope everybody listening is as well. Um, yeah, you guys absolutely. have anything you want Coming in the day after the biggest uh, drinking night of the year. So shout out to the boys, all three up and ready to roll by 9 a.m. So uh <laughs> I think we all deserve a little pat on the back for that one for sure. But uh, happy Thanksgiving for you guys and then especially for the listeners out there. Hope you guys are having a, uh, a great Thanksgiving. Hope all your bets hit and hope you are uh, dominating your fantasy, your fantasy matchup uh, through Thursday. Well said. All right, guys, we have quite a bit to get to today, uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the Thanksgiving best bets. I have uh, one from each game that I like here. Uh, my first one is the Bills and Lions. It is a parlay, and we're taking the Lions side. I like them to at least have some garbage time in this one if they can't hang with the Bills. And uh, if not, I think they uh, have a chance to actually get some points on the board here. So we're hoping for a Jamal Williams touchdown. 60-plus rushing yards from Jamal Williams, and then Amon Ross St. Brown to have 85-plus receiving yards at plus 700. Uh, I think all of these options are fairly reasonable to this point. Jamal Williams leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. 60-plus uh, rushing yards is probably the toughest line of the three to hit here, in my opinion, but uh, it's not a huge line. If we can get you know just one 15-yard carry from Jamal, he should be able to volume his way to 60 yards. What do you think about this one, Cody? I like this one a lot, actually. Um, I have another plus 700 that I actually don't like quite as much as this one that I'll give you guys. So if you're looking to put a little parlay down for Thanksgiving, I think this is a really good one to roll with. And uh, my last two, they're a little bit more traditional, uh, but I do like them quite a bit. So I wanted to include them on this doc. That's Dallas minus 10. Uh, the New York Giants are extremely beat up. They obviously lost Wandale Robinson last week, but uh, they lost uh, a couple starters in the secondary as well in that Detroit game. Um, and I, I believe they they had an offensive lineman get hurt. Not sure if he's going to play. I'm assuming that basically anybody that left the game four days ago is going to be out for this one or at least limited. Yep. So uh, Dallas playing at home against a weaker Giants team that is uh, beat up on top of it. So uh, they look great four days ago against the Vikings. I think they can easily cover 10 points at home against a weak Giants team. Yep, I agree with you there. I, As someone who bet on the Giants last week, I don't think I could take the Giants even, even getting 10 points. Uh, and you probably should uh, in divisional matchups take the points, but I agree with Nick on this one. That Giants team, uh, it looks like Vegas kind of corrected their position that they had on them uh, this week, but... Uh, they're they're definitely not as good as their record suggests they should be. Yeah, laying 10 points in a divisional matchup is never something I usually suggest, but this is just a special case where I think the Cowboys are going to mop the floor with the Giants based on the uh, the circumstance and the injuries that we saw last week. Uh, And then my last one is probably my favorite one of the group, actually. That's New England on the money line at plus 125. 
Uh, I think they win this game against the Vikings, and I'm pretty confident that they do so. So if you're getting plus money on them to do it, then uh, I'll take it. Uh, I just think uh, this defense is going to provide problems for the Vikings. Bill Belichick, very famous for taking away a team's top option. The Vikings, a little bit top-heavy when it comes to their offensive weaponry. Uh, relying on TJ Hawkinson and Adam Thielen to win you the game might not be the recipe for success there if uh, Bill Belichick is successful in taking away Justin Jefferson. So... I think uh, we'll get a low-scoring game. I like the under quite a bit in that one as well, 42.5 last time I checked. So if that's still the case, I'll take the under, and I'll take New England to win. Yeah, I like that one as well. Uh, do you feel good enough about either of these two to go ahead and lock them in as one of your three best bets of the week? Um, you know, I was debating on doing that. I think New England money line I might, uh, but I'm probably just going to go ahead and Wait for Sunday. New three because I have a few on Sunday. I'm pretty strong about as well. I think this would be in contention, but uh, there's not a shortage of uh, of lines on Sunday that I'm uh, into. So I think uh, we'll just we'll just go ahead and do a new three. But the New England money line I do like quite a bit. I think that that had a, that would have had a chance to make it onto the the best bets. Yeah, I bet New England money line uh, yesterday whenever I was looking at getting some bets in before I cross over to the Missouri side. So uh, I also I like New England money line quite a bit. Um, I do have another plus 700 parlay for you guys. Uh, this is just an anytime TD parlay. Uh, it's just Devin Singletary, Ezekiel Elliott, and Ramondre Stevenson uh, to score a touchdown in their matchups today. Uh, this is just probably a fun little Thanksgiving day. You know, if Devin Singletary hits the first one, you're going to be a little bit more locked into that Cowboys game. And then if Zeke gets one there, you're going to be really locked into uh, uh, Patriots and Vikings. So just something to kind of keep you interested all day. And then, uh, you know, like I said, plus 700, and those are the three RB1s on those teams. So, you know, or at least the ones that get the goal line work, or they should. So, not too, uh, not not a terrible lineup there for plus 700 odds. Yeah, I'm surprised that that is uh, at plus 700. And I, I do like structuring the parlays this way where, you know, you're one game, uh, you have the touchdown, then you can kind of be locked into the next one. That's a, that's a fun way to play it that kind of lasts all day for you. So, hopefully... This pans out. I think the Zeke touchdown is probably the most likely. So if you can get that Singletary touchdown on the first game, then you're probably just waiting. Stevenson touchdown is the one I'm. Yeah, that's the one I'm yeah. most worried about for sure. But if you already have the first two, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun one to wait and watch. So uh, I, yep. I do like that parlay as well. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the games from a fantasy perspective, and then we will uh, hit our FanDuel uh, lineups at the end here. But we'll go game by game, and we'll go chronologically. So starting with Buffalo at Detroit. Buffalo favored by 9.5 over under a gorgeous 54.5 points. I think that, if I'm not mistaken, is the highest total of the year so far. Um, not totally sure, but just off the it's top Detroit of my head, game. I believe so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we want to target this matchup. You're playing your guys pretty much across the board, but let's go ahead and break it down real quick by position. On the Buffalo side, obviously Josh Allen's in. Uh, Devin Singletary has actually struggled when the Bills have blown teams out because uh, they usually just end up working other guys in. Uh, we've seen that kind of play out a few times, so hopefully the Lions can hang with the Bills to some degree so Singletary gets the work. But uh, hard to argue with uh, a guy in a 54.5 point over under with, uh, you know, the leading back on this team and in a very soft matchup. I, I can't see how you would sit him. I'd call him a solid RB2 this week. Um, any uh, disagreement on Singletary there, Cody? 
No, and he may end up getting, you know, may not be as involved in the second half of that game, but he may have a touchdown and, you know, 60, 70 yards on this Detroit defense pretty quickly in this game. So I think he's a, a must start this week for sure. And for what it's worth, I think I would take Detroit plus nine and a half. Not strong enough to put it on the best bets. Uh, I don't, you know, I obviously just, I think Buffalo could blow them out, but I think uh, I think Detroit will hang on Thanksgiving. They've been playing well lately, and the Bills defense is really beaten up right now. So I, I do expect this total to be pretty close to the over. Um, and then obviously we're starting Diggs, we're starting Davis. This is a soft secondary in a dome, uh, on, again, in a high over-under. So these are the guys that uh, you want to target for sure. You'll probably see these guys make their way into a couple of our FanDuel lineups as well. Uh, Dawson Knox, he's even a solid streamer this week. We're not usually too much on Knox here because he's uh, kind of a back-end option in this offense, but he got seven targets last week, and I think he's on the higher end of the uh, you know the touchdown or bust streaming tight ends this week just because of the matchup and the total here. Yep, absolutely. Dawson Knox 100% gets a bump up because of the matchup and, like you said, the high over-under, so... Um, he's definitely someone that you can stream this week. And then, like you said, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and this kind of matchup in this environment is, is our lineup locks as well. And on the Detroit side, uh, Jared Goff, a little bit of a scary play. The Bills, um, again, like I said, have been beaten up on the defensive end, but are still generally a tough matchup for quarterbacks. Obviously, Jacoby Brissett did his thing against them last week, so we'll see if Jared Goff is able to uh, do the same, but he has pretty large bust potential. I'd call him more of a high-end QB2 than necessarily a streamer, especially with no teams on bye. Uh, so hopefully you have a better option in a one QB situation, but he has the potential to uh, have a pretty good week here with uh, you know against this Bills defense that struggled and in a very high over-under game. He's going to have to throw quite a bit, I would imagine. Um, Jamal Williams, we're starting on the running back side. Uh, he has, like I said earlier, leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Hard to go away from him uh, in this game. And uh, DeAndre Swift, I'm pretty much just avoiding until they get him worked in a little bit more. Uh, we talked about this on the, uh, the Week 11 review, but he basically just profiles as a, a Detroit version of Kareem Hunt at this point, getting seven to eight touches a week. If he scores, it, even if he scores, you're not incredibly happy with him, and we're talking about 20 or 30 yards and a touchdown, so it's not going to win you a week. And if he doesn't score, he's a complete boss. So I don't know how you could put him in there. What do you think, Cody? Yep, right there with you. Um, he's just an absolute desperation play if you are – I mean, there's – there's no teams on by this week, so I, I don't see a situation where DeAndre Swift should have to be started. And then uh, the pass catchers are pretty easy right now until Jameson Williams comes back. It's Amon Ross St. Brown and pretty much no one else. If you want to take a DFS dart throw on a Khalif Raymond, go ahead. But uh, I think that's really the only other place that you're looking. And then St. Brown's a pretty solid starter. Like I said, the Bills secondary beat up right now, and Detroit should have to throw quite a bit. That means a lot of Amon Ross St. Brown. Yep, absolutely. Was that a was that foreshadowing? You got Khalif Raymond in your FanDuel lineup this week? <laughs> I actually have his teammate in my FanDuel lineup this week. Oh, I just me about, too. So. Wonderful. All right. All right. Here. Like our, yeah, our lineups might overlap a little bit. I already know your quarterback, and he is my quarterback as well. But uh, moving on, hopefully we have some differentiation so we can uh, you know, know what to root for. But uh, Giants at Dallas is our next game. Dallas favored by 10, as we talked about earlier, over under 45 and a half in this one. Uh, on the Giants side, this is going to be pretty quick. Uh, we're not starting Daniel Jones on the road against Dallas. If he, you know, you streamed him last week against Detroit, he, he did the job for you, but get him out of there and get another streamer in there if that's the way you're going right now. Uh, Saquon Barkley, you got to play him. 
The potential blowout does scare me a little bit for him, but there's no way you're going away from Saquon. He's too uh, too valuable. He gets too much work, and you know he can always break a big play, even if uh, the Giants don't end up winning this game. But uh, Darius Slayton's kind of the one guy I think we can have a small conversation about. He should have plenty of targets, especially after the Wandale injury. He's been pretty good. Uh, five of the last six weeks has finished in the top 24. He's kind of been big, big play reliant, and this one he should see a, a Travon Diggs shadow. I'm not entirely sure if he will. Diggs is he shadows occasionally. Uh, I'm not sure Slayton necessarily demands that, but I think the fact that he is just so far above the rest of these other Giants options means that he'll probably at least see Diggs more often than not, and that scares me a little bit. Diggs has been playing really, really well this year. And uh, Slayton is just not the caliber of receiver that, uh, you know, can overcome a really tough matchup like that. What do you think about Darius Slayton this week? Yeah, and Daniel Jones is also the kind of quarterback that can't overcome a really tough matchup as well. So, exactly. Um, yeah, I've seen actually a lot of stuff on Twitter and different Facebook fantasy football groups of like Darius Slayton or, you know, this guy. And it's, it's usually pretty good names. Darius Slayton, even though he's the wide receiver one for this team, he's still, you know, not much more than a wide receiver three for fantasy football. You know, maybe even not that high, more just a flex option. So uh, I'm right there with you. I, I think that, you know, he's a fine play, but, you know, he's probably the last option you're putting in your lineup, um, you know, on that last flex spot for you or something like that. You're not, you're not excited to have to play Slayton and, this matchup is going to be tough. I mean, there's a chance that unless the Giants can break a few big plays that they are held under, you know, two total touchdowns as a team. So, uh, yeah, I I don't like Slayton very much this week. And like I said, I know it's a little different because it's Thanksgiving. There's multiple games on, but I don't like having iffy guys in my Thursday or in my lineups for Thursday. Just if they bust on you and you're just behind the eight ball going into the weekend, it just it's never a good feeling. So I think I'm avoiding Slayton anywhere I can. Darius Slayton or George Pickens against Indianapolis on Monday night? Uh, I'll take George Pickens for sure. Darius Slayton or Donovan Peoples-Jones against Tampa Bay on Sunday? Um, uh, that's Those two are pretty close to each other. Donovan Peoples-Jones actually has been playing very well. Um, uh, you know, they do have the pass, pass funnel offense or defense there in Tampa. I'd probably still play Donovan Peoples-Jones over Slayton, but we're getting close gonna say there you go that's a pretty good barometer there if you're playing donovan people's jones over him then you should probably be able to find a better option there uh, unless you're in a super deep league yeah on the dallas side of things it's a little bit more positive we're starting dak prescott uh, we're starting both zeke and pollard i'd call them both rb2s pollard over zeke yep. for his big play potential and his uh, passing game involvement but uh, both of them are in there i would say uh ezekiel elliott scoring a touchdown is one of the safest bets in this game uh cd lamb's obviously in Michael Gallup is where it gets a little sketchy. I'm going to call him a flex play. Uh, I don't love him, uh, especially in this game script. I think if the Cowboys go up big and he doesn't get one of those early touchdowns, you could see him get phased out a little bit, similar to uh, what happened last week in Minnesota. Uh, would you rather play Slayton or Gallup in this matchup, Cody? Yeah, this is just game script right here. I'm going to have to go Slayton. I expect the Giants to have to be at least you know, trying to complete pl- passes to him, and this may just be a running back dominated game for Dallas if they get up early. Yeah, I mean, he could double up Gallup on targets pretty easily. It's kind of hard to pass up, even um, you know, though I'd probably rather take the individual Gallup target over the Slayton one. It could easily be you know, 10 or 11 for Slayton and 5 for Gallup. Yeah. Uh, Dalton Schultz is in your lineup. Uh, he is 
you know, a solid tight end play at this point, especially with Dak back in the uh, the fold here. So uh, he has similar concerns to Gallup, but he plays tight end. So you are going to base, you are going to start him. Uh, I don't really see any situation here, not. Yep, I agree with you there. New England at Minnesota is our last game on the slate. Kind of a strange Thanksgiving matchup, I will say. Uh, they usually stick to uh, more divisional type of uh, you know matchups here. So I was kind of interested to see this one. On the, on the docket here, Minnesota favored by 2.5 at home, over under 42.5. Uh, on the New England side, we're not starting Mac Jones. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is definitely in your lineup. Uh, he is, even if he starts splitting carries with Harris, we talked about this on the, uh, the Week 11 review, but his passing game involvement is uh, you know just too good to ever sit him, especially in any PPR type of situation. Jacoby Myers is the only guy I'm looking at uh, from the pass catchers. He's a back-end wide receiver, too. Should be in for a decent game, uh, especially if Minnesota can score a little more than I think they will. Uh, this secondary is not very good, so if they do have to throw the ball to any degree, Myers should benefit pretty greatly. Yep, I think New England's super easy. It's Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, and then Damian Harris is just a hold at this point or you know, desperation-level play if you have to put him in. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, on the Minnesota side, as I said, uh, to start this podcast, I'm a little worried about these options. That'll probably play itself out more with the auxiliary guys than, uh, you know, your solid dudes in the Vikings uniform. But Kirk Cousins, I'm avoiding. If he uh, doesn't have his left tackle, which it looks like he won't, we saw how that played out against the Cowboys last week when Darisaw went down early. It uh, could play out very similarly with uh, Matt Judon on the backup left tackle here with the Patriots. So that worries me. I am really trying to avoid Kirk Cousins and call him a high-end QB2. Would you rather play him or Goff against the Bills? Uh, I think I have to go Goff just because the Bills' defense is a little bit beat up. And, I mean, I, I think he's actually had a pretty solid year. So I'm I'm pretty excited for Jared Goff today. And Kirk Cousins just, like you said, they usually take away your best option. So if Justin Jefferson's taken away from Kirk Cousins, you know, in the games where Justin Jefferson has bad games for fantasy – are the games where Minnesota loses or almost lose. So I I would avoid Kirk Cousins this week. Dalvin Cook is in there. Matchup is very rough. This New England Patriots defense is excellent at defending the run. So uh, just buyer beware maybe on a DFS level, but on a redraft team, you got to play Dalvin Cook. Justin Jefferson, same thing. Uh, he's in your lineup. Adam Thielen, I call him a low-level flex play. I am just fading the Vikings in general this week, so I'd probably try to avoid Thielen if it could. I'd probably play Gallup and Slayton from the earlier game over him if that gives you any idea of where I'm at with Adam Thielen. Yeah, I, I think that that paints the picture pretty well right there. Um, I'm probably a little bit higher on Thielen just because if they are going to take Justin Jefferson away, he should get some targets. But, uh, again, probably still just at that flex-level play. I'm probably just a little bit higher on him than you are. TJ Hawkinson is the is the guy I would peg to maybe benefit from that uh, extra attention to Justin yep. Jefferson. So you got to start him. Uh, again, I'm just kind of scared of this Vikings offense in general, but he's going to get the targets, and uh, he's got to be in your lineup. Would you rather start Hawk or uh, Schultz in the uh, the earlier game? Yeah, um, I think I I think I still have to go Hawkinson. I I agree with you. I think that. If, if Justin Jefferson's taken out, target's got to go someone. It's going to be Thielen or Hawkinson. And Hawkinson's, I think, been either the most or just behind Justin Jefferson for most targets or since he's gotten to Minnesota. So he already sees plenty of targets already. So, um, yeah, I like I like Hawkinson quite a bit this week and just rest of the season with the target share he's getting. 
Yeah, his involvement has been super encouraging. I am just uh, very surprised the way that they have used him in such a heavy, you know, heavy manner since he's come over. Uh, makes Detroit look a little silly for uh, trading him and maybe not using him correctly. Minnesota's gotten the most out of Hawkinson since he's been there. Hopefully they can continue to involve him. We need some more uh, decent tight ends. There's not that many right now that are playing well. Uh, yep. Let's go ahead and move into the DFS portion of the show, guys. We're going to go position by position. Each of us uh, is going to give our picks starting at the quarterback spot. Uh, Cody alluded to it earlier. Uh, he has Josh Allen, as do I. Justin, uh, let's hear your quarterback play this week for the Thanksgiving slate. And uh, no shocker to anyone, it is as also going to be Josh Allen. Well, Alrighty, so I, I, I a... do not have Josh Allen, actually. I, I just threw oh. that name out there to throw you off the oh, scent. I am okay, actually okay. going with the guy I put my confidence in. I'm going with Jared Goff. Oh, the, the low-level play. All right. Ooh, well, okay. he, that, that, you know, that matchup's probably going to end up determining the rest of the way these uh, the, this lineup goes, but I'm glad we have some differentiation there. Was, you know, the, jo, jo, it's always, it's always a little it was easy to go with Josh Allen, like but yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just go. Points. Yeah, absolutely. Go I'll go here with my running backs. I got um, my, my starting running backs. I got Devin Singletary and Ezekiel Elliott. I also have Ezekiel Elliott, but I went with Ramondre Stevenson as my second running back uh, in the late game against Minnesota. Hopefully he catches a few passes for me in this half PPR format. Yep. Yeah, I took uh, a little bit of a mix from both you guys. So I took Ramondre Stevenson and Devin Singletary. All right. um, and just a little preview of what I have down there. He's the last part of uh, my flex position is also the last part of Cody, Cody's parlay. So. Excellent. <laughs> We'd awesome. love to see that. Yep. Uh, Cody, go ahead with your wide receivers. Um, all right, my wide receivers, I have Adam Thielen, CeeDee Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown stacking him with, uh, with his quarterback, Jared Goff. So hopefully a big day for uh, the Detroit passing game. I also went with Amon Ross St. Brown in my wide receiver one slot. I went Gabe Davis. Hopefully I get a big play out of him and Josh Allen trying to stack those two. And then I went with Jacoby Myers against the Vikings in the late slate. Uh, just a few little uh, back-end options. Didn't end up spending up on digs. I was really considering it, but I went with Davis instead. Yeah, I stuck pretty cheap to mine. Um, I have Darius Slayton, Jacoby Myers, and Gabe Davis. Um Gabe Davis, the overlap there. That's a little disappointing. Yep. I was hoping to have uh, him to myself, but should have spent up on digs, I suppose. Uh, Cody, you want to go ahead and give us your tight end pick? Yep, I have Dalton Schultz in my tight end spot. As do I. Justin, do you have a different play? Yeah, I had to save some money. Um, I, I was a baller on a budget on here, so I went with uh, the old Hunter Henry. Excellent. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we got somebody that's at least relevant for fantasy. But, um, <laughs> yep. And then this is where my time. this is where my lineup really comes to roost here. In my flex spot, I have the uh, Mr. Dalvin Cook. Excellent. Oh, okay. saving the the best for last. I like that. Yeah. Last, really. um, uh, yeah. I had to save money in my flex spot. I went Michael Gallup from the Dallas Cowboys. So hopefully nice. he can uh, come through on my touchdown prediction a week late. Nice. And then yeah, like I said earlier, uh, final part of Cody's parlay it was uh, Ezekiel Elliott. All righty. Hopefully he gets in the end zone a couple times. Uh, I took the Detroit Lions defense, had to spend down. Uh, hopefully Josh Allen's interception woes continue for the for the defensive side. Yep. Uh, I, and then I took the oh, – go ahead. 
Oh, no. All right. My bad. Uh, I went ahead just with the Minnesota Vikings defense. I uh, can't remember how much more expensive they were, but luckily we were able to fit them in uh, right on the budget. So got them on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, then I took the Patriots against Minnesota. Um, I'm hoping Minnesota takes a repeat of last week. I like their defense yeah. quite a bit. Couldn't squeeze them in uh, with the budget, but that uh, that should be a good play. Did you guys have any money remaining in your salary? $100. $100. I actually nice. do have $200 remaining in my salary. Nice. I yeah. got zero, so I, I made it right on the dot. There we go. Yeah, that's that's kind of the way to go in cash. Uh, if you're ever in a tournament, don't be afraid to leave money on the table. It'll kind of mm. help you get different. Uh, that's really what you want to yep. do in those uh, tournament settings. But in cash games, uh, there's going to be very few situations in which you want to leave any more than two or 300 on the table. You pretty much want to spend all your money. Yep, absolutely. Well, we will uh, – I'll post the, the results on social. We'll see who ended up taking home the W. So uh, I'll get that out probably Thursday night. But uh, any any other things we want to touch on before these Thursday uh, football games or are we, we good to go ahead and get out of here? I don't think so, Cody. Gobble, gobble. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, yep. Hopefully you guys have a successful run. And, uh, you know, if not, eat your sorrows away as uh, as I will be doing. <laughs> For sure. And full week 12 preview will be uh, dropping right about the same time. So go ahead and make sure you check out that one as well. We'll be going through the full Sunday slate and Monday night football. Um, So make sure to check it out. Peace out, everybody. See you guys.